Hello everyone. My name is Shanae Jones and I am your resident certified sex coach. You are listening to D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y, which stands for Do You Know the New Kinky You? In this iteration, we are reading from the book Mirror of Intimacy, Daily Reflections on Emotional and Erotic Intelligence by Alexandra Katakis and Tom Bliss. This is the ASECT 2015 Book of the Year, and ASECT stands for American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. And as this is a daily reflection, we are now on the 26th day of January, and the topic for today is courtship. The authors start with a quote and their passage. Once I've read the passage, I'll give you a few seconds to ponder and think and reflect and, you know, see where your thoughts may lie. And then I'll give you some of my feedback based off of my role as a certified sex coach. You know, I'm sure we try not to carry personal bias, but we are some of our experiences, our culture, our environment. So, you know. We do our best, as we all should. So let's go ahead and begin. Boys and girls in America have such a sad time together. Sophistication demands that they submit to sex immediately without proper preliminary talk. Not courting talk, real straight talk about souls, for life is holy and every moment is precious. Jack Corrupt. Whether we're ready or not, nature brings adolescence. Prime time for learning loves rules of engagement. Sadly, many of us weren't taught how to win a person's favor appropriately through flirting or how to read sexual cues about when it's time to hold hands, touch, or kiss. Our culture offers no courses teaching young people how to send interest signals to a crush or what to do afterwards. Courtship know-how. Courtship know-how is stunted for many, leaving them frozen in time and repeating the same dead-end patterns, unable to become truly intimate or connected. They're stuck in immature patterns and clueless about what traits and personalities and others complement their own. Being attracted isn't enough, especially if you have faulty, shame-based love maps that distorts your natural attraction to someone who's right for you, causing you to make poor love choices. But healthy attraction is essential to success of, to the success of a long-term relationship. So healing the past is necessary in order to choose wisely. Blossoming romance sets up the possibility of sexual contact. Risks are taken through deeper conversations and sharing vulnerabilities. And you start to get a sense of whether the person is a good match for you or not. Making a good choice may mean saying goodbye. But if your courtship progresses, you'll find yourself moving towards non-genital touch and will likely start feeling more connected or attached. To create real relational intimacy, you need to pay attention at every stage of the courtship to the question of whether the person you're courting and who's courting you is really right for you. Finally, movement towards foreplay 
and intercourse suggests you've moved the relationship into deeper commitment. Choosing well comes from taking each stage of the courtship slowly and deliberately and heeding the cues along the way. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on what the authors had to say about courtship? It's interesting to me because, you know, I don't even know if courting is a real thing anymore. So, I feel compelled to, you know, I don't know how old you are listening to this, but I feel compelled to kind of define it. I don't have a, a Webster's Dictionary version, um, and I don't necessarily feel like the authors went into, I mean, I guess they did, went into defining what courtship is. But, you know, traditionally, it is usually a, a male person courting a female person, you know, by providing compliments and uh small gestures and gifts and things like that to attract her attention so that he can woo her into being a potential mate. And so there was this whole, you know, song and dance that was put in because, you know, it was a selection process. Um, Men were the ones who chose the wife. Women, you know, we waited for the man to choose us. And it's still, you know, pretty much how it happens today. You know, not to say that all uh, marriage proposals were initiated by uh, men, especially uh, in non-male same-sex relationships, you know. So the fact that in traditional or societal monogamous society societally accepted monogamous relationships those are that are considered more traditional you know it is not uncommon for the man to you know spend the whole time dating uh as the courting period leading up to marriage should the relationship progress after a certain point but it's really that first few months that uh or i guess depends on the the speed of the interaction um from the moment that you meet this person to the time that you decide that you're in a relationship that is what the whole courting process is supposed to be to make that decision and i guess it traditionally happens it just doesn't i don't feel that it happens in the way that has been depicted in years past where you know the gentlemen were getting the flowers or asking a young lady out on a date where, you know, they would talk and get to know each other where, you know, now you can go to a movie, you can have dinner. Everything's very superficial and you're doing more of an evaluation of whether or not you want to sleep with this person, you know, rather than, you know, do I like this person enough to get to know them to go on a second or third date, you know, to have, you know, extended and long-term conversations. And again, this is not to say that these things don't happen, but they don't happen on the level of frequency or with the same level of expectations that it happened in you know previous generations and prior years. Um, and if there's anybody that you know wants to prove me wrong with that, you know maybe it's a cultural thing. You know maybe they do it in some cultures, and I am just not privy to that, which is a 
grand possibility. You know, being a, a black woman, I'm usually in my bubble and within my bubble, you know, this is what I see. And even in the times where I do get to peek outside of my bubble, you know, this is, it's still just a realm where courtship, at least in its, again, traditional sense, does not exist. So I think that, especially as a person who has a young daughter, you know, as she is developing and growing up, I would like for her to understand what courtship is supposed to be. I was, I'd listen to, you know, these comedians and, you know, there was one who made mention of a woman being picked up for a date and hearing the horn honk outside. And it was, the reference was back in my day, that would have never happened. He would have had to come to the door. He would have had to knock on the door. He would have had to meet the parents. He would have had to do all of this. You're not going to just honk the horn and my daughter is just going to run outside to meet you and you stay in a car. You don't get out. You don't open the door. This the whole chivalry thing. You know, I think that there is some value in maintaining some of those traditions. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's, it was initiated as, you know, the man thing to do, the gentlemanly thing to do. I think that the person perhaps who is interested in being, you know, the pursuer of that person, you know, act in that way, you know, so uh, as a perfect example, supporting, you know, there's a commercial out right now that just said, you know, the way that people think about life is, is different, you know, today because of the different dynamics and relationship structures. There was, you know, a lesbian couple that was walking around at the playground, you know, asking one asked the other, you know, what have have you ever thought about having kids? And they're having this, you know, serious conversation about the future of their relationship. And then there was the the one that is the that I'm going to specifically reference for courtship was a couple out on a date and the young lady asked the gentleman if he minded if they split the bill. That's fine. You know, that's with well within her right to do it as a man, he could ask, you know, to pay for it. He could split the bill. There's nothing wrong with it either way. I know that I have personally, you know, if I was interested in a man and I asked him out, then the expectation for me is that if I ask you out, then I'm covering the bill. That's not an issue. I asked you, but I would assume for me that if you decide to ask me out, then you're showing a level of interest where you want to initiate spending time with me. So therefore, if you want to initiate that, then you should be expected to pay the bill. It has nothing to do with, oh, I'm the woman or he's the man. No, it's the who is the pursuer in the relationship and how does that dynamic affect how it is that you pursue pursue a courtship type situation you know you don't have to be effeminate or play this demure female role if you find somebody that you're interested in you can be a pursuer now some men are not comfortable with that some men are not comfortable with a woman who will take that assertive stand and if you meet somebody that you're attracted to and they are not comfortable with that assertive stand Going back to the authors, sometimes that's a situation that means goodbye. 
because you shouldn't have to compromise yourself or your values just because you're physically attracted to somebody. That's why a lot of times when we do meet people, that physical attractiveness is what does that initial connection. But you tell me yes or no. Have you been in a situation where you found somebody, you got contact information for this person because you found them physically attractive but the more you talk to them the more you realize you would never want to spend any time with this person you might consider sleeping with them just because they're cute but no significant time whatsoever and even to that point the authors are saying we're just so quick to you know create these instantaneous relationships by you know having sex with each other that you know we're not getting to know each other so by the time you do get to know a person you know you realize that you don't like them you know so what makes more sense and I'm definitely definitely not advocating for you know uh, a 90 day clause or whatever some minimum standard in which it is that you give up the booty fuck that no if you want to sleep with somebody sleep with somebody However, make sure that you are comfortable in that situation because if you want to sleep with them and you haven't had the conversation with them to understand what their expectations are out of, you know, perhaps a a escapade on the first night, what does that mean to them if they're like, oh, this is a one and done, be good with a one and done because you didn't have the conversation with them. To understand the situation you were getting into. So, you know, there's a dynamic that needs to be considered. Anyway, courting does not exist in the traditional sense. I think that there are some aspects of it that need to be brought back and taught to our young people and our current young adults so that we can have some level of gender neutral um, techniques when trying to pursue somebody that you are interested in and having some, you know, positive and neutral, not negative ways to respond to somebody's advances if you're not interested in them. You know, there's there's all kinds of ways to do it. So my name is Shanae Jones. I am your resident certified sex coach. Please follow me across all social media at D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to uh, look for the YouTube summary of the podcast where you can come and share your thoughts on this uh, recording or any of the other ones that we have recorded thus far. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you tomorrow.